Hello, HBAC On Air listeners. We are here at Logan's, and we have some folks with us to talk about the serviceability of two-stage and just two-stage technology in general from a technical aspect. So I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm Bill Wireman, the field service supervisor for Logan. I'm Chris Cantrell, the service manager. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show, guys. And we also have with us Brad Hess, head of our application engineering group, back again. So we're glad to have you back on the show, Brad. Thanks, Lindsay. Glad to be here. So let's start it off. Kick it off for Yes, us. sure. So you mentioned serviceability of two-stage systems. First, I want to really talk about what the differences are. We should start with like what the installation difference is of a two-stage system versus a fixed speed system and a variable speed system. So if you can talk a little bit about it, is one more complex or one easier than the other per se? Actually, they're pretty similar. So it's a good thing where we don't have to retrain our techs to do something drastically different in the situations. It's very close to the same. There's not really any differences at all. So when a new tech comes in, where do you typically start them then? If it's all very similar, do you still start with like a fixed speed system and then move to a two-stage and variable speed? Or how do you go about doing the training portion of it? Well, actually, we have different setups in our training room, and we just go around to each of them. We have your two-stage, we have your single-stage, and you really can't tell a big difference between them when they're going through them. They just know there's a couple different checks, really, on how to make sure they're working correctly. So you have an install crew, right? Yeah. And then you have someone else that would go out and actually do the startup. Usually the uh, installers do the startup They do the startup also. Yeah, they do the startup also. You know, typically most applications for most houses – about 90% of them are about the same. When you have something that is different, where the customer wants something different than what other ones do, or you need to dial it in, that's when the service tech comes in and kind of tweaks it, changes settings and stuff to where you can make it more comfortable in the house and operate the most efficient. Can you explain a little bit more about the setup for the, say, a two-stage system? versus a variable speed system? Well, the variable speed is communicating. So it only has three wires inside and two wires outside to talk to each other and run everything. Two-stage, you've got three wires that go outside and anywhere from five to seven that go inside. So is there a lot of explanation to the homeowner on how that's going to operate? Uh, basically like when I, when I'm talking to a homeowner about uh two stage equipment versus single stage, uh, you know, Ohio, like a lot of people think that two stage systems were not designed for places like Ohio and they really were designed for places just like Ohio because our weather is very drastic. It changes all the time. Yeah. I, I, I nicknamed, which I don't know, I may have heard it somewhere, but I nicknamed Ohio the bipolar state because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get weather-wise. It's true, right. though. I mean, we've, we've heard from multiple people it's 80 degrees at one point, and then the next day it's snowing. So you can have changes like that. Yep. And then when you size a system, air conditioning is for a 90-degree day. Well, it's not 90 degrees all the time. So your system is actually kind of oversized. You know, a single stage system. It's oversized for your house. So you're using more electricity, more energy and stuff like that to cool the house when you don't really need to. So the two stage equipment was designed for those applications because 
They usually operate at about 60% capacity on first stage, and then they go to 100% in second stage. So, you know, the 60% is closer to what you're normally going to use and need to cool or heat the house if it is a heat pump in those milder temperatures. But when it is extreme, you have that extra 100%, you know, that second stage to jump up to 100% so you can handle that. Right. Good explanation. So are you explaining that to the homeowner that this is going to run on a first stage for most of the time, right? And yes. And it's going to go into a second stage. So you have to go through and explain to them how to set the thermostat, what to look for on the staging of it, or you say it's just going to do what it's going to do? It does itself. It will automatically, usually within about 10 minutes, most systems, like two-stage systems, if it hasn't met temperature within about 10 minutes or a decline in the reading, you know, if it drops lower than two degrees, the thermostat will automatically say, hey, I'm not keeping up, so let's go up to the next stage so I can get where I need to be. So if there was an issue with that, if you would say that's not keeping up, you would have to go out to see if something was going wrong with the system, right? Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit. So do you see a lot of issues with it not going into that second stage? Uh, usually, typically, the only way it won't go into the second stage is either the programming or a wire or something like that has been disconnected or something somehow. You know, you have rodents or something that might get in there and chew a wire or something like that. But typically, if it's supposed to go in second stage, it will, unless you have an issue. On a second stage versus a variable speed, there's no drive or a whole lot of electronics to troubleshoot to figure out what's going on with why it's not getting the increased performance. No, there's not. You just have to check the wiring. Yes, you have to check the wiring and then the solenoid on the second stage compressor. The solenoid is all internal, right? And there's just a, a motor plug on the compressor. Yes. So how often do you see issues with that solenoid or plug assembly? Would you have to go in and do any kind of checks on that if it's not working correctly? Yeah, you would. You would check it. It does have a, oh, it's called a rectifier is what it's called. Uh, it, tra- it basically converts the 24 volts into DC voltage. That's what controls the second stage of the compressor. So, you know, you got to make sure you got the right voltage going to it. If you have the right voltage going to it, then, yeah, then you would check the compressor itself to see if there's any issues with it. From fixed stage to second stage on that compressor, have you seen a lot of issues with that? Not really. I mean, it's not real common. What's a scenario where if somebody gives you a call and you're realizing that that potentially may be the issue with the system, how do you walk the customer through finding out if you need to go out there and service it or that somebody should come in and see their system? Well, a lot of times we have basic checks. We ask them over the phone and usually once they do those, a lot of customers don't want to get more involved. Trying to, <laughs> Once you start talking to them, they're like, no, you right. come look at it. I'm the one to pay you to come out. Come on. Um, but um, a lot of times we don't want them messing too much inside of there because it could void a warranty if it's under warranty. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're starting to take panels off and doing your own Messing checks, cross a wire and all of a sudden something blows. Well, now is it was that the bad part or was it the customer that... Got in some place he shouldn't have been, so, mm-hmm. yeah, or she, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times, that's where we've kind of determined. We do the basic checks, like your filter. You know, is your filter clean? Power is your breakers on? Is the power on to it? 
it sounds like you've done what you could do. It's time for us to come out and diagnose. Mm -hmm. What type of serviceability issues do you typically see, or do you not have a ton of issues when it comes to the two-stage really installations? <laughs> There's really a couple components that involve us checking, which he mentioned already, the rectifier and the mm -hmm. so on. But after that, it's pretty much the same checks you would do on a single stage. Okay. I love the basics of it. It's not a whole lot more you have to learn. Just a couple more extra steps. So since it runs that that lower stage, would you see fewer callbacks on a second stage than a fixed stage? I mean, that begs the question that you guys sell a lot of two-stage. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know if there's some kind of comparison there that it, since it's, the compressor's not running at full speed the whole time or full load, that you would see less issues with it that way. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on it because it runs that way. It runs less. And then you're only running at 60% most of the time. You only need that 100% every, you know, when you're in extreme conditions. Sure. And, and Ohio, like you said, I mean, I wonder how many days in the year we actually have to go to full stage. Uh, usually, I, I mean, I don't know. Most of the time, it's probably about, if you kind of add up like our average, you're probably talking a month in each season. So, so like you're talking about a month where it's going to be 90 plus. <laughs> and then about a month where you're talking zero and lower. So, At tops, you have 30 days of the so, whole year. So, so, yeah, I mean, that you need literally 100% of your system. So, you know, so that's really, I mean, it, the best benefit for the two-stage system is that, sure. is because it operates at 60% to where it gives you what you need on those milder days and you're not oversized. Because also with oversizing, you can have moisture issues, humidity issues, stuff like that. Like it may not pull enough humidity out because it runs and kicks off so quick. Mm. The longer it runs, the more humidity it's going to pull out of the house. So the more comfortable it's going to feel. And then when it shuts off, the longer it's going to stay off. That makes sense. Yeah, good point. I mean, so that's the whole benefit, right, of the two stages. It could be more efficient. It's going to use less energy because it's only running that 60%, yep. 60% load. Great. So we talked about callbacks and troubleshooting besides the plug and then troubleshooting the compressor on a two stage. There's not a whole lot else that you really need to do other than in the thermostat. You need to have a thermostat that has a Y2. So with a new installation, you would put a new thermostat in almost 100% of the time, correct? Yes. So most of the time they wouldn't have an existing thermostat they could use. Most of the time, no. And typically we we usually, you know, you the thermostats that we use are designed for the systems that we install. So you can get a universal remote. You get a universal remote, but will it do every function that <laughs> that, that TV does or right. whatever component you're yeah. you're putting it to, will it do every function? No, it won't. There's functions you can't get to, can't use. Yeah. So if you use the one that was specifically designed for that system, you're going to get the full function and capability of that system. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. So just in general, on, on the service calls, I mean, what, what's what's the number one thing that you see as the major issue on a typical service call? Lack of maintenance. <laughs> air filters. Uh, air filters. Uh, dirty outdoor coils. So um, both coils, either indoor coil or outdoor yes, coil. Actually both, you're right. It's usually a lack of maintenance that results in a failure of something. So. That's usually where we're at most of the time. Right. So, so we can do all these things with these these thermostats and put reminders on them about change your air filter, your indoor furnace filter, and all these things, and it still doesn't happen, correct? Correct. Nope, does not. And same thing with the outdoor coil, right? They bushes around them and, and uh, yeah. leaves and pl plug them up and everything else. So or they mow their grass. Yeah. yeah. 
They mow their grass, don't wash it off, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, a lot of it's uh, got to do with neglect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think those are the major things we wanted to talk to you guys about. I don't know, from a serviceability standpoint, do you guys see anything from a regulation side that impacts what you're doing on a regular basis at all? No, not really regulation-wise. Codes followed more for install, mm-hmm. you know, and once it's installed, we're the ones going out taking care taking of it. Taking care so, of it. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's installed correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really the only regulation that they've come out where they've gotten rid of the standard, the PSE motor, you know, and you have to use a variable speed or constant torque, something that's close to the equivalent, yeah. because a two-stage system can't run off of a standard motor. I mean, it can, but it's not going to run as efficient. Gotcha. So the variable speed motors that are paired with it is what really, you know, that helps it too. Alrighty. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about at all while we're on the podcast from a service aspect for two stage? Check your air filters regularly. Check, <laughs> check your <laughs> listeners, check your air filters. <laughs> yep. It's one of the biggest ones. <laughs> And what would you say to technicians who maybe don't work on a lot of two-stage or they've spent more time on fixed-stage systems? What is your advice there if they're considering it or not considering it or, you know, just general thoughts on that? Educate yourself. Um, Like I said, there's not a lot of differences between single-stage and the two-stage. It's just knowing the extra components, and it's not that hard to learn what they do and how they're supposed to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Just it's a little self-education on our part. We've got training classes that we bring our guys in and we sell a lot of it. So we're training right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're going to know two-stage equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Do you have the manufacturer come in to do the training or you just do the training in-house? It's a little bit of both. Every year they would have like a get together where they would go over new products, different things they find in the field, stuff like that. Well, because we have our own training center and everything, they actually come here, okay. do the presentation and everything now, use our training facility and stuff like that. So, And then any other time, it's like me, Bill, we have a couple other trainers that we spend a lot of time doing training and stuff like that. I mean, we pull guys in, do individual training. We do uh, group trainings. Anything dealing in the field that that will help any of the guys give them more knowledge and stuff like that. We're starting right now where we have training programs where we can take a guy right off the street that doesn't have a lot of knowledge or anything else as long as he's got mechanic ability and he's willing to learn. We can teach him and take him from a trainee to an on-call tech in about a year. That's so, amazing. That's great. So, so yeah. you know, having an in-house training facility like that, I'm sure there's yes. a long way. Yeah. Oh, yes, it does. Yep. And having the manufacturer's equipment and then and their training material to go with it, I mean, that's super. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. We really appreciate you coming. Um, hopefully, we can get you back on the show sometime. Um, anytime. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Even in the heat of the summer when it gets busy. And- <laughs> we just, have, we just have to, we just have to, as long as we have advance notice, I'm sure we can work something out. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, great. thanks again. Thanks, Brad, for joining the show again as well. Absolutely. And with that, listeners, as always, you can find us at ac-heatingconnect.com or follow us on any of our Copeland social channels, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 